Welcome to Market Scales Sports and Entertainment. I'm your host, Sean Heath, and today I have the opportunity to have a conversation with Brendan Candon. He's the co-founder and CEO of Sideline Swap. Brendan, how are you today? Doing great, Sean. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking. I'm always interested when someone looks at a situation and thinks, you know, there's got to be a better way to do that, and then puts in the work and figures out a better way to do that. And that's kind of what you've done. Tell me about the process that led you to that point to decide to found Sideline Swap. Yeah, I think it's a great point. I mean, we got started not by sitting down and saying, hey, let's come up with a business idea. It really grew out of a problem that we had. Uh, I had played sports growing up. I played college lacrosse and, and coached for a year after I graduated at the college level. And then uh, went into the business world and, and stayed active and had to buy some new equipment uh, and ended up talking to a friend about purchasing his equipment rather than going into a retail store and spending, I think it was $500. I ended up spending about 200 And that savings and, and that transaction between the two of us led to this conversation of, you know, it's actually harder than you'd think to find high quality used sports gear. And we'd been done a bunch of these transactions offline between our friends and, and thought, you know, we should build a business that supports that. We should make it easier for athletes to buy and sell their equipment online. And that's really, that was it. That was the beginning of it. And from there, we had a lot to figure out. We had a lot to learn. Uh, but, you know, we've kind of had, had a lot of fun doing that along the way. But it just started with that simple problem and, and a personal problem for us. This peer-to-peer approach, which is brilliant, by the way, um, there's a lot of moving parts in it. But the two that I see to be the most critical that you get right is security. And the second is the trust factor that comes with repeatable dependability. Mm -hmm. And it seems like that personal interaction really adds the extra benefit to just the whole package that you've put together. Yeah, I think that's definitely the case. For us, the the two most important pieces were definitely how do you make sure uh, in a peer-to-peer scenario where we can't necessarily control 100% of the selling experience because we're not holding the product and shipping it, how do we guarantee that the buyer is going to get what they ask for and protect their money uh, in the case it doesn't go through? So we have a buyer guarantee where uh, every purchase is protected by that. And if you um, we escrow the funds, so the payment comes to sideline swap and the seller sees that they've been paid but can't actually cash out their funds until an item has been delivered. Uh, and then on the dependability side, we wanted to make sure that selling process was as easy as possible. So we have a lot of people who may have always been intimidated by selling on other platforms like eBay or not want to meet up at a local um, grocery store to, to do a Craigslist transaction. So we um, really got involved in simplifying the listing process to make it easy for anyone to post pictures of their gear, to manage incoming offers process payments. And then critically, we offer shipping labels. So um, the seller receives a prepaid shipping label. We generate a a tracking number that the buyer gets. And all the seller needs to do is print, pack, and ship the item. And and so that's allowed us to really streamline this peer-to-peer experience and provide the security that gets people comfortable with it. You know, I think back to my years in college, and I think we all have had experiences where we bought a used textbook that was very loosely defined as a textbook. It was kind of some pages that were maybe stuck together. Um, You're able to really ensure 
that I'm getting a good stick, that the net's not torn, that the handle, you know, it's in good shape. And you're able to kind of help ensure a good level of quality. Yeah, I think that's super important. And so what we what we do to enable that is we encourage sellers to list multiple photos to provide a good description. Um, and then so and then there's feedback for sellers to see are the people that purchased from them in the past, uh, are they happy? And those are kind of uh, table stakes of making sure that there's trust in the marketplace. I think where Sideline goes above and beyond is our chat feature. And so we have a mobile app and a website. And on both platforms, you can send messages back and forth with the, you know, between buyers and sellers. It's our most popular feature. And that allows you to ask questions like both, you know, hey, I wear a size 10 shoe. Is this the right size hockey skate for me? Because the sizing is a little bit different. Or I wore this brand in the past. Does this brand fit differently? So, and the, the seller has used the product because it's mostly athletes selling their own gear on the platform that they can answer those questions for you. And then you can also get a few, what we hear often from customers is I love that I'm shopping from another athlete and it builds trust because you're shopping within a community. Uh, and so I think it helps you get past some of those, those hesitations of, of buying used goods online. And I think that's a lot, allowed us to have the success that we've had so far. You know, another space that you're able to step into, I bet, is the retail side, because sadly, there's a growing uh, amount of bankruptcies in the sports gear sales industry, uh, sports authority just recently. Right. And that's a this seems like it's just a perfect timing of idea and opportunity for Sideline Swap. Yeah, I think that's what we're excited about and some of our investors are excited about as well is that, you know, while we're focused on the peer to peer space, we have seen both new and used goods sold on the platform. Um, and so we do see an opportunity to go more into new over time, although we're, we're really focused on building that peer to peer community first. Um, I think when you look at the larger space, there's, it's not just sports. It's, it's all retail, right? The, the transition to e-commerce has really made it uh, created some challenges for some of the legacy uh, brick and mortar retail stores, and and we are benefiting from that shift to of buyers to preferring e-commerce. Uh, and I think we you know that creates a lot of business opportunities for us, both in the space we're in today and in the future. All right. So as someone who likes sports stuff, because I love gadgets and gear, let me ask you this. Let's say, hypothetically, I want to buy the entire set of Fred McGriff instructional baseball DVDs. Is that technically sports? Yeah, I think instructional video is in there. We want to support the, the athlete and the sporting goods consumer. So anything that you could purchase, whether it's on you know a sports authority or Dick Sporting Goods, those are all things that we want to be able to support whether it's training material, apparel, used goods, new goods. Um, there's, there's a broad range of that on Sideline Swap today, and inventory is always growing. All right, so do me a favor, and this is going to be kind of painful, but I think you can get through it. I believe in you. When you start a venture that is this broad, that is this ambitious, you're going to have some moments where you just feel like you got punched in the face. Tell me about a challenge that you had early on that just totally blindsided you and how you approached that and decided, okay, here we go. Yeah, I think uh, there's plenty to pick from. Uh, this hasn't been an easy road by, by any means. But I think you know between getting no's from dozens, if not hundreds of investors, 
to uh, running into some real challenges as we got the product off the ground. We've constantly fa- been faced with challenges. I think one of the the best examples is really early on. You know, we had raised some money from friends and family uh, to try to get the first version of the website off the ground, and it just felt like we were dead in the water that we might never get the first site launched, uh, and that we had lost money from people that really believed in us, and and that we were never going to get to see this thing through. And I was supposed to go to a networking event that night as I was kind of just staring at my computer screen realizing that this wasn't going to work. And uh, I, a friend called and was like, come on, you know, it's an open bar. Might as well go. Uh, even if it, you know, even if you're not in a great mood, it's, it's at least a reason to have a couple beers. I go to the event, uh, put ourselves out there, talk about some of the things, the thing, sideline, which we were working on, ended up meeting an engineer who had worked on similar projects in the past who was able to offer a lot of advice and connections that actually helped us build the first version of the site. Uh, and so like the, 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 store, the lesson for us is just maximizing your luck surface area. So putting yourself out there, even if you're, you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel yet, the only way to get there is to keep kind of creating new opportunities for yourself. So, I mean, that was a perfect example of easily could have gone home that night and, and called it. And, you know, pr- honestly, I don't know if we'd be having this conversation today. Uh, but by like just kind of absorbing the challenges and, and continuing to put yourself out there, you, know, you get you get lucky. All right. So as I'm looking at the website, sidelineswap.com, uh, I see all of the different categories that you're currently uh, allowing listings in. Obviously, lacrosse. Hey, look at that. It's right up at the very front. And I find that they're not in alphabetical order. So I'm thinking lacrosse has a very special place in your heart. Yeah, I think lacrosse is at the top because that, that's where we started. We it's hockey is actually our biggest sport now. Um, baseball, skiing, golf, cycling are all quickly growing. Uh, for us, it's it's we we've been very conscious about building communities in each sport, uh, and so that's why it's not in alphabetical order. We've kind of focused on high cost equipment sports that are in areas where buyers have the opportunity to save the most money. And that sellers can still make money because of the equipment's valuable. Uh, and so that's where we've started. And lacrosse, hockey, baseball, golf, skiing, soccer, kind of bikes are the starting point. But we, you know, there's not, there's a second in terms of what's driving the most sales. But for us, like, you know, we don't care what sport you're playing. We get really inspired and, and excited about the fact that we're helping make sports a little bit more affordable and more accessible. And we don't care what sport you're playing. We just think sports are an important part of people's lives. And it's exciting to be able to build a business in that space. So let's put this on a personal level. Uh, which is your worst personal sport? Which sport did you just, <laughs> you're like, I can't. It's just, no matter how hard you tried, it just didn't click. I mean, I'd have to say dancing. I think uh, I would consider, depending on how you're approaching it, dancing is definitely a sport. And I definitely should not be spending too much time on the dance floor. So I got to say, you are very aggressive. If you dance and it's categorized as a sport, you and I do not dance the same. Yeah, that's fair. My, uh, I think my girlfriend would, would, would argue that that's the case. But the uh, outside of that, I mean, I, uh, I'm, not a, I'm more of a hustle guy. I'm not a hands guy. So basketball has been... Uh, been a tough tough one for me too i try to try to avoid the basketball court i'm going to give you a piece of advice for your girlfriend slash possibly future fiance no pressure uh, she told me to say that um so i'm going to give you some advice waltz <laughs> i'm with you on that that's the key just you learn that and you're golden there we go take your advice on that one 
All right. So let's get to things are going well. You're really starting to kind of get your groove. Let's talk about the future a little bit. What do you see as some of the trends on the horizon that you're preparing and positioning yourself to be ready to help people with? Yeah, I think uh, the in terms of what sidelines putting ourselves in position to help people with. Absolutely. Yeah, I think for us, it's about sport expansion. So, I mean, you obviously see the, the top sports that we have on the site today. It's about offering that to a broader range of athletes. Uh, and so how can we grow the business in a healthy way across multiple categories? Um, and, and I think from the, from a product perspective, we also want to enhance, you know, provide more information as you're shopping so you can understand what's the best hockey stick that I should buy. Or if I'm, if I'm just starting baseball and I'm in sixth grade and there's some rules and regulations, like rules about bats and gloves that I don't know about, how do I get all the information that I need in one spot? So I think as you as you watch sideline over the coming years, you'll start to see that um, information built more into the shopping experience to help inform the customer as they make their purchase decision. So let me ask you a regional question, just from a, a strict business standpoint and from a, a mechanical standpoint. Obviously, lacrosse very popular in the Northeast, not so much in Texas, but skiing more popular in the Northeast, also extremely popular in the Pacific Northwest and in Colorado. And so how do you sort of expand slowly, but conscientiously and efficiently so you don't overstretch your boundaries, but so that you're aggressively growing at a rate that you can sustain? How do you approach that? Yeah, I guess the rule that we follow is we want to scale authentically. So we want to, we don't want to enter a sport before we can support the purchasing experience, the selling experience in a like well. And and so there's limitations from a technology perspective where in certain cases, you know, it's a little bit more difficult to ship a bike than it is to ship a baseball glove. And, and so we've had to make some adjustments for that. Uh, and there's some things that we need to learn as we build out the category. Uh, and so we'll go as fast as we can while maintaining that authenticity. And the other piece is building you know, brand and a social presence in each of those sports. So when we, we go into a sport, we want, you know, we want the top athletes in the game and we want the people who are really passionate about it to recognize its sidelines and authority. And, uh, and so there's not a set speed. It's, it's, uh, it's just how can we move as fast as we can, but also do it in a very authentic way. So for the last question today, you've, you've graduated college. You no longer play lacrosse in college, but that sport has a special place. Is that a sport I don't know enough about? It. Is that a sport you could just go on a Saturday and say, hey, guys, let's go hit each other with sticks? I mean, that seems to be a very intense sport that you – I mean, it wouldn't be just a let's go play on the weekend type thing, is it? No, I mean, I, I play a little bit here and there, um, maybe like, a, you know, for a tournament in the summer. But for the most part, it's it's golfing these days. That's uh, That's most of my athletic activity. I have to say I support that because, you know, in golfing, depending on who you play with, a lot less hitting. Yeah, no, much more casual <laughs> experience, much more enjoyable uh, than uh, than getting out there and getting getting hit on the lacrosse field. I'm very much on board with that. Well, Brendan, thanks so much for taking the time today. Today, I've had an opportunity to have a conversation with Brendan Candon. He's the co-founder and CEO for Sideline Swap. Brendan, thank you so much, man. This is really interesting. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Sean. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate you having me. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.